Well, hello, and welcome to the Jay Sterling Hughes Show, where we share the secrets and the strategies of how we are building a rapidly growing law practice. You know, over the past nine years, we have grown from zero attorneys to over 26, doing over $15 million in revenue. And I have nothing to sell you. I don't do sponsorships. I don't have a coaching program. I don't have a mastermind program. My purpose is simply to document what's working and what's not working in our practice with hopes that you can take what we're doing and recontextualize that to your practice and shorten your success curve. And in today's show, we're gonna talk about three power levers to gain new clients. My name is Jeff Hughes and I'm your host and let's get after it. You know, we discovered really early on as we were building our practice that there were three things that we had to do essential, that we had to do expertly well. And that is this. The first one is to answer the telephone. And I know many of you are thinking, my goodness, that's like elementary. I'm going to fast forward. Before you do that, hear me out on this. What I mean by this is answer the phone. Have the phones answered by someone who wants to talk to a human being. And so often in most law practices, in the people law space in particular, the phone is answered by a legal assistant or a paralegal who are great, wonderful people. But here's the reality. The vast majority of them are super busy. They're serving multiple clients, multiple lawyers. They've got a task list a mile long. And to pull them out of that, out of their thinking in their day and have them answer the phone and be gracious and long-suffering and be able to sit there for a long time and hear a story that could be real difficult or emotionally draining, that is a lot to ask of someone. And typically it does not work well. So having someone designated to answer the telephone who wants, who their primary role is to answer the telephone, that is, and who really wants to engage with people and connect with them is absolutely essential. That is an investment that everyone needs to make if you absolutely positively can. It's probably more important than even getting a paralegal first or you're getting a legal assistant as one of your first hires. Having someone answer that phone, it is absolutely essential. And I know many of you are thinking, look, I'm a solo starting out. I can't do that. I don't have the resources for that. Then figure out a system so when you are busy with a client, you can break a way to answer the phone, a way to, to tell them in advance and set expectations with a client that you're in front of. They look, Mr. Client, I'm a sole practitioner and every new client really matters to me. And if I get a call while we're together here, please understand that what we're talking about is essential to me, but I'm, I might break away for... 30 seconds, 90 seconds to let that person know, I'll call them right back when we're done. And then I'll be right back in and dialed in and focus on what we're doing here. So that that's one way that I've seen it done and um, how I've kind of handled things like that in the past. But the reality is that when our firm does secret shopping of our competitors every couple of years, we want to kind of evaluate where we're at as a firm and our, our positioning and our offering. And we do secret shopping about four uh, and to five out of 10 of our competitors simply don't answer the phone. They let it go to voicemail, which we're, as a competitor, we're grateful for, but we know that those folks are losing opportunity to grow their practice and help clients. So answering the phone, respond to the web lead. That's also right next door to answering the phone. If you don't respond to a web lead within two minutes, you have as long as 10 maybe, but within two minutes is ideal. You're going to lose that potential client. And that's just, almost as good as a phone call. Not quite as good, but almost as good as a phone call. So um, make it easy for clients 
to engage with you and to pay you and to hire you. Make it easy for them. And the first step is simply answering the telephone. All right, the second one that made a huge difference in our firm once we went to this, and that is this, and that is charging for your consult. Okay, I know there's a huge debate around this. There always has been, probably always will be on charging for consults because the reality is the majority of firms don't do this, especially in the people law space. They don't charge for consults. And what we have found that when we went to charging for consults, we had a much higher level of seriousness in our clients. We had a much better show up rate for clients coming in today's world for discouraging reasons. Folks just don't take, they don't respect other people's time. They schedule something and they don't even call to say they're not coming. They just fail to show up and fail to call. And that's really, really frustrating and disrespectful, but that's what happens. And that's the world we live in. That's reality. But when folks have an investment in that, the show up rate is really, really strong. Not a perfect, but it's, it's really good. It, it improves that. Also, you get a different level of expectation around respect in the relationship when a client is also investing something up front um, other than their time and the lawyers investing their time into that meeting, you get a different level of um, seriousness and, and attentiveness to, to that consult and what the lawyer has to say and to share with them. So another thing too is that, and this is human nature, okay, but that whenever clients go out to choose their lawyer and if unless they have a referral okay that's different but if it's they're looking online or in some other way for a lawyer and they're comparing them websites is kind of like the only thing they can see and everyone puts their best face their foot forward on the website so in the absence of really any meaningful comparison to, to choose what clients will do is they'll choose on money because that's an indicator of value so someone who charges more you will automatically assume naturally that they provide a more valuable service than the person who chooses less. So whenever someone charges for consults, someone who doesn't, the inclination tends to be, well, they must be a better lawyer. They must be a better law firm because they're going to charge me for my time or for the time for me to come in. So in the absence of meaningful comparison, people do resort to how much is charged and that is an indicator of value. You know, one of the, there is a downside to this now. So let me just review that with you. Whenever we charge for consults, there's also a different expectation in that client coming out of the consult. So if they paid you to come sit down and talk with you and you gave them bad news, such as your case wasn't very good, you don't really have a case, or you'll lose if you do this, or I wouldn't do it, or whatever advice that they perceived as negative advice against what they want emotionally, that ticks off some people and they're going to see that as, well, you didn't give me what I wanted. So I'm going to write a bad review. So they'll go out and leave a negative review for you on Google or whatever, or some other source like Facebook. That is one of the downsides. So you have to be sensitive to that and you can't just disregard giving that bad news without couching it in an, in an empathetic way for them to be able to appreciate where you're coming from and that they paid for honesty and not just for someone to tickle their ears and give them what they wanted. So that's a that's a downside to be on guard for and to watch watch out for. All right, the third lever, and this is by far the biggest and the most vexing and frustrating to me because it's a constant challenge for me and for just about everyone else I know in a consult, and that is this. Listen, when you get the client in front of you and they're sharing their story, just listen. Rest in what they're sharing with you pull the story out of them, get them to unload and unburden themselves. 
This is a real struggle for one, inexperienced lawyers because they feel a sense of insecurity around their inexperience, their lack of years in practice, and they want to show how smart they are and how much they know and, and how intimate the law is to them. And so they just can't help themselves, but talk, 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 talk. And they talk themselves out of a client so often. It's also just very common in super insecure lawyers who are just as people insecure, kind of like that it's a different level, a different type of insecurity than the inexperienced one, but that's there. And um, I'm sad to say that so many lawyers with huge egos have a problem here because they feel so like they're entitled to have that time for the client to hear them talk. And so they talk themselves out of, out of a, of a case so, so often, um, they just don't be quiet and just listen to what that client has to say. There's a great book on this, um, on empathy and empathetic listening called, I heard you. Um, I have, we are, most of our firm has read that and we've used that in many trainings. Um, I have also learned a few techniques along the way that have been extremely valuable to me that I pulled out of another book. Um, it's a book on negotiation, so ignore that part of it, but the book is called, um, it's by Chris Voss. It's called Never Split the Difference, but there's a couple techniques and tools in there that I have used that have been really valuable to me in connecting with clients and getting them to open up and share. And that is simply tell me more, what else, or just repeating back the last three to five words that they said when they're finishing a sentence or telling a story, just like repeating back. Oh, so building went to school with no lunch, you know, and then they'll pick it up from there as an example. So, um, that's, it's, it's really key. I think as a percentage of time in a consult, I think the attorney should be talking no more than, than 20, maybe, maybe 30% if there's some real, real need. But in that consult, 80% of the talking should be done by the client, which means the attorney should be listening 80% of the time and listening without taking a crap load of notes. You don't need to do all that. Take the high level stuff, little, little one or two words down to remember it later, but just listen, engage with that client, get into their world, let them know that you care and that you're going to demonstrate that care for them by, by listening well for them. All right. Those are the three levers that have made all the difference for us in our practice. I hope that's helpful in your practice. And if there's any value that I was able to offer today, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and like in whatever platform you're on. Thank you and have a great day. <music>